This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is an emergency pod recorded after round three of the memorial off of the breaking news that John Rahm has tested positive for COVID-19, and he has withdrawn from the event. Joining me is Kyle Porter. KP, welcome. Yeah, fresh in from, uh, I was on a little vacation this weekend. I was driving in thinking, okay, I've got until Sunday to kind of figure this you know, I, I was, I was actually writing about the tournament, but I hadn't done any podcasting or HQ or anything. And then boom, 30 minutes before I get home, John Rom, WD round of the year, almost the 64, he gained like nine and a half strokes on the field. And then call, it, five minutes later, he's out of the call tournament. it, call it the day of the year because he played what three or four holes this morning from his second round, made an ace, made another made birdie. One. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. The, the roller coaster, we'll, we'll get to all of that. So, so here's what happens. I mean, we were, we were wrapping this up. CBS was literally signing off. They were saying goodbye. John Rahm had just tapped in uh, or just made par on, on his final hole of the day. And he gets approached greenside uh, by some men in masks and receives some, uh, <laughs> very obviously devastating news because he he hunches over. He almost, uh, you know, he squats down. It's obviously very upsetting. Let's start with that, KP. Uh, Greenside on 18 is a place where John Rahm has received bad news before. Is there, like, is there not a better place we could have done this? I would I would uh, have him at Muirfield Village, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just Greenside on 18. It's yeah, Greenside I mean. on like, 18. Right, at, right at there, Village. same spot. Yeah. You know, you see the, you see his reaction to it and it, you're kind of, it's kind of scary, right? You're like, not that COVID, not that testing positive for COVID is not scary, but like that, like the, the way it played out. And again, I didn't see this live. I was kind of catching bits and pieces. It felt like something cr like crazy, right? Like family and it I, I, who knows? Like that, that's what it seemed like. Thankfully it's not that. Um, but yeah, man, like <laughs> When John Rahm walks off 18 at Mirfield Village next year, he should be surrounded by his agent, a couple of bodyguards, a couple yeah, his so caddy. I mean, it, it's it has not been a uh, a pleasant place for him over the last two years. Don't let anybody near that guy. Okay, so here's here's the statement from the PGA Tour. So this goes back to Monday, May 31st. Uh, the PGA Tour notified John Rahm that he was in contact with someone who tested positive, which puts him into the contact tracing protocols, KP, which means uh, he has the, because he was asymptomatic, he can remain in the tournament and he gets tested every single day in which he was. The test from this morning, because it was after the conclusion of the second round and before the start of his third, so that would have been Saturday morning, that test returned a positive around 4.20 p.m. 
Eastern time. Rom was in the midst of his scorching 64. And then they retested that same sample and came back around 605, just as kind of Rom's round was finishing, that it was also positive. So what this means, Kyle, is uh, John Rom now goes into isolation and he has withdrawn from the memorial with a six-shot lead. It's hard. It's it's difficult to talk about this because we have no precedent, right? What, what's the what's the closest thing that we have? Uh, Brandon Grace pulled withdrew from the Barracuda, right? After two rounds, I think. I think so. It was. Has there been anything else? I'm just doing this off the top of my head. This, so I, I, this was literally we. I mean, how many? Uh, we have made a lot of podcasts in the last year and a half, not knowing what was going to happen in an hour or a day or a week or whatever. It probably sounded very stupid, but like this was the one thing we talked about when golf returned. Like, what happens if a guy tests positive after 54 holes and he's got the lead or something like that? And I, I'm almost stunned. It took a year, a year for it to happen, and just as the tour has has started to relax, and they're they're going to stop testing altogether. At least the plan is at the end of June. So uh, it, it, it was just shocking. It was shocking, and it was the it was the scenario we laid out, right? Where well, I mean, what were the what were the kind of the pillars of like the the worst case scenario for this happening? It was uh, superstar player, big lead after the third round and then at a major championship. So that was the only, that was the one, but it, but it's, it's not, it, I mean, listen, like it's not next week at Congaree, no offense to next week's event at Congaree. It's the Memorial. It's a, it's a big, it, I mean, you could argue outside of what the majors and the, and the uh, WGCs, it's the biggest tour event. Would you make that argument? Riviera it's certainly, Memorial. it's certainly in whatever the next uh, players, tier is. yeah, players, yeah, whatever, players whatever the next year is of of. I mean, it isn't. I was going to call it a regular event. It's an elevated event. So yeah, I mean, yes, it it is certainly like six, seven, or eight. So it's it's. I don't even really know. Sunday's going to be weird. Like we think Saturday's weird. I think Sunday's going to be bizarre because you're like, okay, well. Uh, is there a is there an asterisk like i tweeted i tweeted the vince carter gif it's it was way way over this this is what happened last year with rom and ryan palmer remember he was he was way out in front he's playing with palmer there's it kind of got sort of interesting for a couple holes but then it, it wasn't really and that was what we were set up for on sunday and now when cantlay or morcow or scheffler whoever wins on Sunday, what do what do we do with that? I mean, it, like it it just is. I don't know. It, it's it's the one event. You know, we've we've had guys miss entire mm-hmm. events. Scheffler missed the U.S. Open. We've had different things like that. But it's the one event where you're like, that feels like an asterisk. He gained 21 strokes on the field. I'm pretty sure he was first off the tee, first on approach, and second in putting, which is about yeah. as dominating about as dominating as you can get. And it's not only, of course, this of course then brings into question uh, the U.S. Open. The, the guy's the he's the betting favorite. He's the betting favorite going back to Torrey Pines, a place that he has won, trying to capture his first major victory. I think if you follow all the guidelines, if he remains asymptomatic, if he goes into isolation, I think the math comes out to be like Wednesday of us open week, Kyle, I think he it's, could Tuesday, maybe I think it's, 
I think it's Tuesday. I think that statement okay. said Tuesday. You know, so it's interesting. There's a bunch of people in the comments saying, why can't he play by himself? That was a question that I, yeah, one of our, I have one a of lot our of editors had. And I, I think it's a fair question. I think the problem is you, you like, as far as I understand, the rules beforehand are not set up that that's like, that's an outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, I think that if you're going to ask that question, you should have asked it uh, 13 months ago or, yeah. six weeks ago or whatever you can't just be like oh well it's rom and he's leading like you can't just sort of make this these things up um i guess unless it's like well i shouldn't say that uh, you can't make these things up on the fly <laughs> they, they would just have because- changed the rules for some some people in some tournaments i think <laughs> yes yes that's uh, we're we're we'll, we'll stay in we're staying our way in here but, but uh, you, you get you see what i'm getting at like you can't yes. ju- you can't just say like oh well he's the number two player in the world and he, or three or whatever. And he's leading by six. So, oh, we, we, yeah, we should just let him play by himself. Like that's not a rule or as far as I understand, I don't know. They've changed the COVID protocol a ton of different times. So I, as far as I understand it, as of right now, that's not an option. Um, so yes, I don't disagree with that sentiment, but you would have had to have set it up like six weeks ago. The next logical question uh, comes with what happens to the guys that he played with. So he played with Xander Morikawa for the final couple of holes this morning, and then he played his, the entirety of his final rounds with Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay. Those guys were both asked about the situation afterwards, KP. Patrick Cantlay said, and I quote, I've already had COVID, so yeah, I've got to imagine I have antibodies, so I don't feel too concerned, end quote. And then Scotty Scheffler said, quote, I don't feel very concerned. I had COVID. I'm not going to say whether or not I got vaccinated, end quote. And it appears that uh, the tour has at least not reached out to them or made any type of announcement about their playing status, which is seemingly they're going to play golf on Sunday, and maybe they enter contact tracing protocols or whatever that might be. I, the Shuffler thing was was interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say whether or not I got – did he get asked if he was – I guess maybe he got asked if he was vaccinated. I don't have the Which, transcript way, here. Yeah, I don't real, know if he offered real, that up. Real quick, I don't want to turn this into like a vaccination podcast because that's the last – like literally the last <laughs> thing that you and I need in our lives right now. For sure. But like if you're traveling like that and this is part of the deal uh, – I w- I just I would have to feel really really strongly about about like against vaccinations to to not get it right right all, like is all, that, I, I, all I'll say so yes all I would say is there are probably uh, a few people more incentivized to be vaccinated outside of professional golfers. I'm, t- I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about people who have pre-existing conditions or anything like that, but like people who are making the decision, relatively healthy people, you're playing for a ton of money. You're traveling all over the place. You would think the incentive would be fairly large for sure. And like, I get it. I, I, I know a bunch of people that aren't getting the vaccine. I, I understand the politicization of it and, and all the different things, but it just, I don't know. Like that, that just, you're, you're like the way you said it, I think is the right thing. Like the incentive to do it so that this doesn't happen. Like, cause I don't, I mean, he, he wasn't, he's not, uh, I think the statement said he's asymptomatic, right? So it's, it's not like a health thing. It's more of like a, Hey, there's a, there's a huge tournament and a ton of money on the line. Like that just seems like, a, I don't know. I, I, and listen, like if he's that, or any, if anybody feels that strongly about, and maybe he, I guess he couldn't have 
he couldn't have gotten it and then still been tested. Is that right? Like so from what I understand, there is obviously a lot. This is all coming out very quickly. There is a, a press conference that is actually, I don't know if it's over yet, but Andy Levinson, senior vice president of tournament administration, was was giving a press conference. And from what I understand, he said whether you are uh, in the contra- uh, contact tracing protocol or not, fully vaccinated people do not have to test. Now, he would not comment specifically on John Rahm, but we know that he did test and we know that he said fully vaccinated people don't have to. Okay. So I, I can do two plus two. <clears throat> so, well, I, to be fair, to be fair to Rom, maybe he's in the between. There's two shots. Maybe he's in between. That's where I am right now before I head out to, to the U.S. Open. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's the deal. And, and again, this is not like an this is not a vax or anti-vax argument. It is. Like there's, uh, I, I just, we'll leave it at the way so, you said it, which is the incentive is very high. Well, let's, let's do this. I mean, the ramifications of this, it's, it's not only John Rom. So it's John Rom who was going for what is six, uh, six career PGA tour victories, 1.6 million. It's the opportunity to potentially play in the U S open. And now it is two guys who now get thrust to the top of the leaderboard in Patrick Cantlay and Colin Morikawa, who were six shots back needing a miracle to probably win this golf tournament. Now three shots clear of their closest chaser. And I certainly don't want to say, I mean, you, you use the asterisk word earlier. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it, I'm sure whoever, wins this golf tournament it's gonna be like yeah that's kind of bittersweet or whatever i'm not gonna return the money i'm not gonna return the trophy the win is going on my resume but this was kind of weird for sure you know and it's interesting the big winner ironically i don't know if it's ironic uh is scotty shuffler right because uh two hours ago he had a zero or he had like a 0.1 percent chance of winning the tournament and now data golf has him at like eight percent um and, and he's the one that is kind of back in the mix. Otherwise, it was going to be 90% ROM or something crazy happens and it's either Morikawa or Cantlay. Now those two are, I guess, I guess they're really the big winners. Sheff, Sheffler is like a kind of a byproduct winner, right? Because he's kind of brought into it a little <laughs> bit. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> This is like this is one of, and I, I actually wrote this right before Rom tested or before we found out about the positive test. That this is like a really good argument against looking at wins and losses and judging players by that, <laughs> because Morikawa was having this just unreal strokes game. Or actually, Morikawa and Cantlay's top ten in every strokes game category. How rare is that? I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's super impressive. And it was just, it was, it was, um, just primary evidence for like, Hey, it was bad timing the wrong week to play great. It was Phil against Stinson in this, in the 16 open championship. And now you get a, you get the opportunity to do what we always talk about. Like, what if you took so-and-so out of the tournament? And and I know we do that all the time, right? (laughs) We talk about that. I do it in my head all the time. We do the statistics on it. And now we get the real life version of that on Sunday. So yes, for sure asterisk because everybody knows who's going to win the golf tournament but also like it's not like you're still going to be the memorial champion on sunday night i i'm just thinking about this day right i mean the i just cannot get over the uh the ace to start the morning jolt right yeah. out of the gate the absolute scorched earth 64 where he looked like he was in complete control of his game the high of highs 
And then the new, I'm just like, this is, you know, we talk about things that are, that are golf news. We talk about things that are sports news and we talk about things that are like regular people news. And like, this feels like it's on, on par with that, with, with just everything that's, that's going on. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's sort of the intersection of, of all of those. Right. And by the way, how, 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 how much would you have not wanted to be the person that had to deliver the news to John Rahm that he had to withdraw from the tournament? Very much not the person. Not that guy. Like, <laughs> it, how do you do it? You just have to rip the Band-Aid and just like, hey, John. Well, and here, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, it, it sucks for him, right? Because yeah. this is – this it hasn't really happened and not, not, not even like the, the circumstance that we're talking about, but just anybody having to withdraw in the middle of an event. It's, it's been really rare to the tour's credit and to the player's credit over the last uh, year. And then for it to happen in a week where it's not like he was up one or he was down to, he was going to win the golf tournament. No, nobody, nobody else. I can't lay more. Kawa would have said, Rom's probably going to win. Like nobody didn't think that. And you're just, I don't know. That's just a bummer. And for it to happen on Saturday night and not like Saturday morning or Friday night, it's just, it's, it's almost like just such a perfect storm of events that you're like, this is, I don't know. It just, it feels crazy. He shot the round of the day on Friday, the round of the day on Saturday. He played 16 twice today in a combined of three strokes. He was going to become the only guy to ever uh, defer the second guy to only, to defend his crown at Memorial. Of course, Tiger Woods did it. I, I, I don't know if I have much more. I mean, there's probably going to be more stuff that comes out. Okay. This is, this was the, the one other thing that I, that I was thinking about because, uh, and, and Doug Bell was talking about this on HQ as well, because he's there every single week and he sees kind of the way that the protocols have been going and, and the PGA tour has been relaxing the protocols, relaxing the protocols. And they have, um, uh, I think at the end of June, they were going to discontinue basically testing and everything. Do you think that this high profile, positive test on a Saturday night from a top three player in the world at a premier event will change anything that the PGA tour has done or was planning to do to this point. That's a great question. I, I don't, I wouldn't think so. I would think it would be almost, um, I don't know. I, I to, like, this is, haven't thought about it at all. Just off the top of my head, hot take. I would think it would be, it would encourage them toward, <laughs> I don't know. This, I don't know if this sounds bad, but encourage them toward not testing. Oh, just like, let's like, let's stick with the end of June. That'll be our date. And if anything happens after that, like, so be it or whatever, like we're, we're kind of done with this. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a nightmare. Like it sucks. And he's, and he's asymptomatic and it's, I, I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know because it, it, everything just gets so like politicized and made into just stuff that it's not like, they don't like the tour has been, listen, like there's plenty of yes. things to criticize PJ tour about. This is not one of them. Right. Like they, like we could talk for two hours, whatever. <laughs> They've been really good on this stuff. And, um, it, yeah, it's a bummer that this is sort of the way that it, that they're going out with this because other than this, it's been really, really good. And so I just, I don't know. I don't think that they're going to extend that deadline to like the August just because it, it almost feels like 
yeah, what I said off the top, it would encourage them toward like ending it or, or wanting it to get here more quickly so that they're like, hey, we already put this in place. Like that's what we're sticking with. And and then we're moving on to to the next the next season of whatever we have to deal with. I I think I agree with that. I, I don't think they will do anything, but I, this this was also the scenario that we talked about where it's like, you know, 15 months ago, we were like, what if Rory gets it? What, you know what I mean? Like, what if a big, yeah. like that, that was, this was one of the scenarios that we talked about. So I, I agree with you. I think at this point, um, and, and you're absolutely right. They have been, they were not only the first sport to come back, they did it safely. They've done it safely for over a year. They should be commended for the job they did. It sucks that this is how it'll finish. It just sucks for everybody, right? Like there's not a there's not a there's not a winner here. Even let's say Colin Morikawa shoots the 67 on Sunday and wins. It's just it's such an empty week, right? Like it, it, it and it, it'll be a more exciting Sunday, but overall if you look at the whole week, there's some empty there's some hollowness there. The first question the eventual winner will be asked is is this bittersweet? Like yeah. no matter what the outcome is, the story will be the John Rom WD. That will be the yeah. Story. It's 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 like when like at some point in every tournament, one guy becomes the story, whether he wins or loses. Uh, not every tournament, but most tournaments, and that's what we saw with Phil at the PGA. Right, he gets out in front on. Uh, I would say probably by the back by the. Uh, I even even by Saturday afternoon at the PGA, and you're like, no matter what happens, the rest of the way, right, fills the story. <laughs> if and he melts what, down, that's the story. <laughs> exactly, and that's yeah. what Rom became this week, and that that stink it, it stinks because now Rom's not even involved at the in the end of the week. So the only winner here, I guess, is people who want to tune into an exciting round of golf on Sunday. And even then it's a bummer because virtuoso performances like that are pretty rare. You know, it's, he was dominating a really hard, good course against one of the best fields of the year. And now that's been stripped away and we get sort of a, just a, yeah, an emptiness there to, to end the, uh, what, what had been a really good tournament so far. All right. KP, anything, anything else? We don't, I mean, I'm sure as this stuff tends to do, uh, more information will come out immediately after we're done here or within the next hour or within the next day, and this will be expired. But while while we're in the moment, anything else before we get out of here? Well, the, the only other thing I was thinking, can you imagine if this was like the US Open and it was, you know, Rom or Kepka or... I mean, what it's, percentage? It's, what percentage do you think they would have had a conversation that would have been like, should we... Should we just lose this sample? Like lose this test? Like <laughs> let's just let's just go full conspiracy, frozen envelope, uh, like whatever else we need to do here. For sure. Cause the fallout from that is not, you know, for the tour, it's like, okay, you're dealing with this for a couple of days or a week or whatever. The fallout from from if you're the USGA, PGA of America, whoever is like years, several years of it. Cause people are talking about how Kepka has, or I'm just throwing, let's say Rom. Rom has an asterisk number of majors, oh. you know, and, and obviously that's a hypothetical, and I'm glad that it it has yet to happen. But that would just be, I mean, this is this is bad enough. This is brutal enough for it to be a major. Do you think? Do you think that, like, do you think what I'm saying? Well, I don't want to go back to that. That that was my only other thought. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm, I've, I've been, 
in a car for like six <laughs> hours with four four kids hollering at me. So I'm I'm still I'm out of takes. That. I'm out of uh, takes. Yeah. All right. Well, I imagine that this will not be the end of the John Rom news and the end of the discussion. So obviously, tune into the first cut. Tune into CBS Sports HQ, which I'm trying to see if I'm going on soon. <laughs> uh, but for now, I think that'll do it. Let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.